0: Guys, give these guys a hand, man. That, let that be our anthem for this year, right? As we go into 2022 and we've experienced all that we experienced in 2020 and 2021 and all the mess that came with that, let that be your anthem. That I'm going to walk out in victory, not because of what I did, but because of what he did. Because he went out ahead of us and he won the battle. He won the battle that we couldn't win on our own. We couldn't do anything in our own strength, but he went out ahead of us and he did it for us. And we get to walk in that victory. We get to walk in and raid the enemy's camps. Not because of anything we've done, but because of everything that he is and everything that he's done. Man, if that isn't something to walk into 2022 with, I don't know what is. This is is the time of year when we make promises, right? This is the time of year when we go in and we go, you know what, for 2022, this is is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to to make myself better than I was the year before, right? Hopefully we all go into the next year with that kind of mentality, with, I want to be a better man, a better woman than I was last year, this year. We should be looking to, to move more, more and more like him, to become more and more like him, to allow the Holy Spirit to live in and through us in a bigger and greater way than we ever have in years past. And I believe strongly that this year is a year we're going into battle. That we're we're not just gonna we're not just gonna walk up into this year and coast through like we have in years past. We're not gonna be on a cruise ship like we have for in years past, where we're just kind of whining and dining and cruising and, and just chilling. This is gonna be a year where the where the where that ship turns into a battleship and we're advancing the kingdom on this planet. That's what God has for us. You got to know who you are to know who you want to become. You have to know who it is that God created you to be to be able to step into anything greater. This year's about that for me. And I didn't mean to kick into the service like that, but she got, man, <laughs> Jessica got me wound up. <laughs> I left my Bible. <clears throat> All right, so with that being said, entering into the year wanting to be something greater than we are now, wanting, wanting to be more like Him and, and to, to advance His kingdom on the planet, um, we got to know who we are first, and we got to know who He is and who we are in Him. And we just kicked off this read through the Bible in a year thing. And we, there, we had a huge turnout on, on, uh, on the Version Bible app. If you haven't already, go on there and be a part of that. We're going to go through the Bible together this year as, as a body. Um, <clears throat> we want to go into 2022 in unity with one another. We, we, want, we want to be one body with many parts, doing what God has for us. Being who God created us to be as a body, individually as as individuals who God created us to be, but also corporately as a body. We want to walk into the things that God has for us. We want the Spirit to lead us as a body. All the parts doing their job. All the the parts stepping in to do what God created them to do. Um, That requires us being in unity in the Holy Spirit. So uh, we've got a covenant card in the gathering, and this is, this is something that we do every year in the beginning of the year. Um, it's called the Gavinings Covenant Relationships. It's on the back of these posts at, at the kind of middle back row there. Um, grab one of these before you go out today and take it with you. Um, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to touch on all these points here, but I'm, I'm not going to go through all the scripture that's in here. This is something for you guys to deep, on, deep dive in on on your own. Um, so grab some of that while you go out before you go out. Um, starting I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into Psalm 133 one through three. So if you got your Bibles, pull that out. Psalms it's about dead smack in the middle of the Bible. You open that thing up find one thirty three one through three and it's going to be up on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you So um, and I'm gonna turn to it in mine because I can't read well. Um, Psalm 133. Starting in verse 1. How wonderful it is! How pleasant when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as fragrant oil, a fragrant anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard onto the border of his robe. Harmony is refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion, and the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life forevermore. Um, that, that, the first time I read through this, uh, when I got into uh, verse 2, for harmony is as precious as the fragrant anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, I thought, refreshing to have oil poured on your head. When I, Do any of you guys have teenagers? <laughs> okay. There's something that happens in kids when they hit about 13 years old and their body changes and they start producing way more oils <laughs> than they should have in their bodies. My kids are a testament to that. <laughs> and if they don't learn to have good hygiene practices, then, then man, those kids get greasy. <laughs> so, so when I read through that, and I had I refreshing oil on my head, I went, what in the world, right? So I, so I dig in. And look at what it's actually saying in the scripture. So in verse 2, he's talk, they're talking about the anointing oil that they put on Aaron, the high priest in the Old Testament, right? So if we go back into the Old Testament and we go back to um, where Moses is anointing Aaron as the high priest of Israel, um, God laid out a very specific plan on how you're supposed to make this oil, right? It was like V- very specific down to the details. And like when you're reading it, it's like a recipe. It's got like, it's got it all laid out in there. Just how ju- do it just like this. Um, to the point, it was funny. I was talking with Nick preparing this message for this week. Uh, Nick did the first two services. So if you haven't heard those, go back and listen to them. Cause they're really good. Um, But as we were prepping it, he was like, you know, I was looking at, like, the anointing oil from the Old Testament, and I was reading through that scripture because it kind of cross-referenced off to that, and he was like, it's like a recipe, and I was, like, reading through there, and I was like, baby, Chrissy, you need to go in the kitchen, (laughs) and then I kept reading, and I realized that right after it gives you the recipe, it says, don't do this for yourself, (laughs) and I was like, whoa, stop, so, so, um, it's, it, it was meant for this specifically. It was, it was meant for anointing Aaron as high priest and anointing the tools that were used in the Holy of Holies. It was, a, it was, a, it was something pleasing in God's eyes. And when they, when they anointed Aaron's head with oil, Aaron being placed as the high priest over Israel there, that was an honor, one but, but it was also doing it in the way that God said to do it. So when they put that oil on his head and they did it just so to the, to the ingredients that he laid out and exactly how he said to do it, it was, it was refreshing to the Lord to see, to see the obedience of them going through and doing this the way that he asked them to do it. Um, so I just thought that was really really powerful there. Um, that verse 1 where it says, How wonderful is it? How pleasant when brothers live together in harmony. God wants us to be in unity with one another. Um, Jump over to John 17 in your Bibles, starting in verse 20. And we're going to read a little bit here too. So this is, you know, I gave you some from the Old Testament there. We're going to jump over into the New Testament here. In John 17, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, Starting in verse 20. This is Jesus praying in the garden, and he's praying for future believers everywhere. Jesus could have prayed anything, and this is right before he goes to the cross. Like verse or chapter 17 is him praying in the garden. Chapter 18 is him being betrayed and arrested. Jesus knew that this was going to be his last quiet time prayer, where, he, where, he's, where he's digging in and praying and going, God, this is, this is what I need to accomplish what you have for me. He could have prayed anything. Listen to what he prays. Starting in verse 20. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. May pr- My prayer for all of them is that they will be one, just as you and I are one. Father, that just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us and the whole world will believe that you sent me i've given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are i and them and you and me all being perfected into one then the world will know that you sent me and will understand that you love them as much as you loved me man that's big god could jesus could have prayed anything there in the garden and he prayed for oneness in the spirit. Look at Jesus' life. Jesus is constantly, he's going away to connect with the Father. It says in the scripture that he never did anything he didn't see the Father doing. So he would go away and he would get with the Lord. He would get with the Father and he'd go, Father, what's your will? Not, your, not my will, but yours be done. That's what he said in the garden right before he went to the cross. Not my will, but yours be done. He wanted to be dead in line with the Father's will. Oneness was that important. So whenever he goes to pray, he can pray for anything there. When he prays for us, he prays for us to be one in the Spirit just like he is. Him and us as the Father is in him. It's when, it, when it explains the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures, it says that the Spirit only gives to us what belongs to Christ. So so Christ only does what he sees the Father doing. The Spirit only gives to us what he receives from Christ. What do we do? If we're to be one in the Spirit, we only do what the Holy Spirit has called us to. We walk in that. That requires relationship. That requires us being one with the Spirit, walking with him daily, being in this, being in the Word we're going through this, read through the Bible in a year, dive in with us. Jump jump in and and be in the Word daily. Maybe it's not the Bible reading plan. Maybe it's just going off where, where the Lord's leading you. But be in this because, this because God's Word is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and joint, I mean, between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, right? It's God's Word is alive and powerful. It's just as as real today as it was back then when it was written. But you know what? In the Old Testament, those believers didn't have this. What did they have? They had a relationship with the Father through the Spirit. And that's what Jesus is praying for us here. He's saying, be one in the Spirit. All of you come together, seek His face, follow where the Spirit's leading. It's one Spirit speaking to all His children. So when we walk together in the Spirit, when we walk in the Spirit individually, and then we come together, it should, it should look like the whole body coming together as one unit. Because it's one Spirit that speaks to all of His children. So our very first thing in, in the covenant relationships is protect the unity of the gathering. So us as a body, when we commit to walking this out together, when we commit and say, you know what, this is this is the body of believers that I want to walk it out with, because this is our local community, right? So when we come together as believers in this community, and and we say, okay, I'm going to commit, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make a covenant with this group of believers to walk it out together. That's what this covenant card is. When we commit to that, the very first part of this is protect the unity of the gathering. Um, point two is share the responsibilities of the gathering. Turn to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So very beginning of the New Testament, Matthew. So this is the very end of the book of Matthew, and this is after Jesus has already gone to the cross and risen again. And these are his this is his final command to believers specifically the believers that are there with him, but to believers everywhere. So starting in verse 18, it says, Jesus came and he told the disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So I, I had a youth pastor growing up that used to tell me, anytime you see therefore, you need to see what it's there for. <laughs> so, so, and in verse two, it starts off, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So he's saying, Because of verse 18, go and make disciples. So let's step back into verse 18 again. I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Who has complete authority on heaven and earth? Who? Right. So so Jesus has been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. So we just went through this Ephesians study on Wednesday nights and we get to we're going into uh, spiritual warfare right now. We're, we're in the very end of it. We're in chapter 6, and it talks about putting on the, the body armor of God, putting, putting on the armor, the breastplate of righteousness, um, putting on the armor of God to go out and, and fight against spiritual warfare. And in the beginning part of that, and hold on, I'm going to pull it up so I can read it right. So in the beginning part of that, it says, this is what we went over last week, a final word be strong in the lord's mighty power in whose in the lord's mighty power be strong in the lord's mighty power put on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil for we're not fighting against flesh and blood people made against or against people made of flesh and blood but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in heavenly realms. So when I read that the first time going through Ephesians, when I hit that going, I'm fighting an enemy I can't see. <laughs> that, it was almost defeating <clears throat> had I not read through the first five chapters of Ephesians. Going through the first five chapters of Ephesians, he's talking about who we are in Christ. You go back to Genesis. So we're going through this, read through the Bible in a year thing. We just did Genesis 1 through 3. If, you, if you're if you doing that, you read this. Uh, in Genesis 1, when he creates man and woman, he creates them in his image. And he says, go out and subdue the earth. He, cre- he created us in his image. He's the one who created all of it. And he's the one with all power and authority over all these spiritual principalities in the unseen world. And then you get into chapter 2 and it says he seated us with him in heavenly places. If we're seated with Christ and, and all power and authority of the unseen world is underneath his feet, where does that put us? Above all power and authority in the unseen world. Not because of us, but because of the Lord's mighty power. Because of what he did. Because of the accomplishments that he made, we can walk in victory. Just like that song that she was just playing a minute ago. Man, if y'all don't close with that song, I won't be upset. Uh, when, when We can walk in victory because of what he did. When a giant stands in front of us, when we got a big old mountain standing in front of us, we can tell that mountain to move. We can, chuck, we can knock that giant down, not because of what we did, because he already won the battle. Because he's done it all. So, so when we step in into and, and, and Matthew 28 and he's calling us to go out and make disciples because all authority and power in the unseen world has been given to him. He's saying, all of that's been given to me and I'm telling you go. When I, If my daughter is staying home watching my, my the rest of my kids and I, and, I, and I go, Kylie, you're in charge and I walk out the door. If the the boys don't hear me put her in charge, they're not going to listen to a word she's got to say. (laughs) She she can try her best. But because they know that her father, their father, is backing that authority, they know that if they overstep her, they're overstepping me. And when I come home, I'm going to deal with it. That's what Jesus did. He said, all authority in heaven and earth belongs to me. Go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and know that I'll be with you even to the end of the age, even through 2020, even through 2021, even going into 2022, until the end of the age. So God's with us. Share the responsibilities. So, so when you go through and you look at this covenant relationships thing, I want you guys to go in and replace in these, in these bullet points that we've got in there, the one through four things, I want you guys to go in and replace the gathering with the kingdom. Because that's what we're about. We're not about a country club, right? It's not, a, it's not about us gathering together as the gathering, just the gathering, right? We are the body of Christ. That's, that's all believers everywhere. That's the universal big C church. That's that's what we're about. So when it says share the responsibilities of the gathering, when we read that, share the responsibilities of the kingdom. That means come alongside one another and go into battle together. Two can stand back to back and conquer. A triple braided cord's not easily broken. Who's, Who's the third strand? The Holy Spirit, Christ in us. The hope of glory. So, verse, or I'm sorry, bullet point three is serve the ministry of the gathering. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12.12 12 for this. So if y'all will hop over there with me. So uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, it's after that, I mean before that. 1 Corinthians comes after Romans. So 1 Corinthians 12.12. 12. Oop, lose my notes. All right, so in verse 12... It says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit. Sound familiar? By one spirit. And we have all received the same spirit. Right? So when we serve the ministry of the gathering... As one body with many parts, does the, does the hand do the job say, the same job as the foot? Does the eye do the same job as the hand or the elbow or the dirty pinky toe like me? <laughs> right? like we, we all play a part in the body and you're, you're, all, you're all given specific giftings that make up the whole body that make us better. We're better together. That's how God created us. He, when He, Back in Genesis, we just read through it this week in our reading plan. Back in Genesis, when he saw that man was alone, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper suitable for him. Because we were made to be in community with one another. We were made to be more than just one man show trying to do it all by yourself. We were made to be in community with one another and we make each other better. So when we serve the ministry of the gathering, that's how we do it, as one body with many parts, all of us coming together to do what God created us to do. If I'm missing my elbow, my hand isn't going to be able to do what it's supposed to do. If I'm missing an eye, I'm not going to be able to see all these things that are coming at me from this side. If I'm missing a mouth, how am I going to communicate to the world what God's got for us? Right, It requires all the parts of the body, all the different things that God, God entrusted to us. That's what he's asking us to steward as the body. We're, we're supposed to be kingdom stewards. We're supposed to take those gifts that God gave us and put them to use for the kingdom, not bury them up underneath the carpet. Right? We're not, we're not shoving those things underneath the ground. We're putting them to use for the kingdom. And when we do, God multiplies what's in our care. So, so when, we, when we look at the giftings that God's placed in us and, and we, un, we learn to understand those things by walking with him, right? The more we, the more time we spend with him, the more time we, we step out in faith, every step we take out in faith, we, we step with a little bit more confidence because he comes through. He calls us into things that are outside of our strength, outside of our wheelhouse most of the time. And when we step out in his strength, the gifts that he placed in us are revealed, i.e. me standing on the stage preaching to you. (laughs) So, so, So step out in faith. Take steps of faith. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's not about what you think you're good at in your own power, right? It's about what God placed in you for the kingdom's sake. So point number four, Support the testimony of the gathering. Support the testimony of the kingdom. Romans 12, 4 through 8 is where we're going with this one. So back a chapter, or back a book. Romans 12, starting in verse 4. It says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function... Wow, we just read that. And each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of his one body, and each of us has a different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. So that just reinforces what I just said, right? So when we're supporting the testimony of the gathering, we're doing that by living out who God created us to be, by understanding I'm an an image bearer of Christ, what Christ, Christ modeled for us how we're supposed to walk out in this life. Humility, right? It's not, it's not, about, it's not about trying to, to climb a ladder or trying to self-promote or trying to, to achieve the American dream for yourself. It, it doesn't matter what you want. That's hard to hear, right? It doesn't matter what you want. If we're submitted to the, to the will of the Father, the will of the Father is to advance the kingdom on the planet. The will of the Father is for us to be one. How many of us hermit up in our own houses? Nick said in the last message, and it, it, it was awesome. How many of you have somebody else who's not part of your family who has fridge rights? Right? Surround yourself by other believers and walk with them. Everybody should have a Timothy and a Paul. Everybody should have somebody that they're pouring into and somebody who's pouring into them. If you don't have that in your life, go out and find it. If you don't have somebody who, who you think could be that for you, come and talk to one of us. I'll pair you up with somebody. I'll be that somebody <laughs> if, you, if I need to be. But surround yourself by believers that are going to challenge you, that are going to fan into flames the spiritual gifts that God's put into you. Find that. Harness that. Because when we come together in unity as one body with many parts, and we step out into the world with the authority that the Father's given to us, the enemy scatters. He scatters because he's scared, because he's already defeated. He said back in Genesis, we just read this this week, so if you're not doing it, do it. He said in Genesis that. He will, strike, he, will, he will crush your head, but you will strike his heel. When he, when he was talking to the serpent for deceiving Adam and Eve, he said, He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. He's talking about Jesus. He was talking about the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. That's what crushes the enemy's head. It was because of the work of Christ on the cross and giving himself over to us in the Holy Spirit and walking through this life with us like that. It's because of that that we can advance the kingdom on the planet. Otherwise, the enemy just comes in and wrecks shop. Because anytime we're satisfying the needs of the flesh, we're satisfying exactly what the enemy wants us to satisfy. Because the flesh and the Spirit in opposition to each other. So my challenge to you guys today is walk by the Spirit. Walk with God. Dig into the Word. Pray. Walk together. Do that together. Read the Word together. Pray together. Fellowship together. Challenge one another. Build one another up. Encourage one another into things. Encourage one another when you're standing on a ledge and God's asking you to step out in faith. When you don't understand that big beast that's standing in front of you and you're like, man, I can't see past this. When you've got fellow believers who can come alongside and go, You got this. God's got you. If he's calling you here, you step, regardless of that giant, regardless of that mountain that's standing in front of you. Step out in faith into the things that God has for you. And we're going to do that as a body this year. I'm going to pray. The band's going to come back. Please do see a victory again. Uh We are going to close out. If anybody needs prayer, you can't do this unless you know Jesus. If you're sitting here and you're going, you know what, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't know how to hear God's voice. Come on up here and talk to somebody. I'll walk you through it. We'll pray through that together and we'll do what Jesus called us to do and disciple one another. It's not about saying, let's say this magical prayer and then here's the Bible, go have a nice day. This is about walking one another through it. This is about discipleship. So if if that's you, come forward. If you need prayer over anything, come forward. If you just y'all meet with Jesus, meet with the Holy Spirit right now. The band's going to come up. God, I just want to thank you so much for who you are. God, thank you, thank you for orchestrating this morning how you did. God, I, I didn't know they were going to do that song before I came up here, but you did, and you placed it in their heart to do it. And God, this is an example of one body with many parts. So God, thank you. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for encouraging us going out into this next year. that seems like a mountain in front of so many different people. God, I pray that you help us to walk in victory. God, that we would see the victory. That we would see the mountain through your eyes, God. That we would see the giant through your eyes. And God, you just come through. We're here for you. Speak.